tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You are listening to the Hiking Radio Network, where we talk the walk with shows by hikers, about hikers, for everybody. Mighty Blue on the Appalachian Trail, the ultimate midlife crisis. Join Steve and his guests every week as he staggers from Georgia to Maine. Hi all, and thanks for coming back again to Mighty Blue on the Appalachian Trail, the ultimate midlife crisis. And I've been having a bit of a crisis this week because I just haven't been able to get a show out at all. So I'm trying to do two three-day shows, one going out today and one going out tomorrow. Today being Tuesday, tomorrow being, I guess, Wednesday. Um, And we left you last on the zero day still just we'd, we'd actually crossed the border into new hampshire but we, was, we were south of the border at the time and uh we'd had that zero day we we're getting ready to face new hampshire so let's get on with it and find out what happened on oh, it was last thursday i think um thursday friday saturday sunday Monday, tuesday yeah it was last thursday and i forgot the day but i'm sure in a second you're soon going to find out day number 143 because that's what thursday was the Vermont-New Hampshire border, mile 1749.3, to Trapper John Shelter, mile 1766.5, a 17.2-mile day. That morning, we were driven back to the bridge on the Connecticut River by Frosty, and I really hope his hostel gets a fair shake. He definitely needs some organisation. I'm sure once he realises more people come to the hostel, um, he will get a fair shake, um, but he'll need he'll know what he needs to do. I'm sure as he goes on. So we walked up the hill. Uh, you go across the Connecticut River and you start climbing into Hanover. It's actually the first climb of the day, and we saw a notice on a um, telephone pole, I think it was, or somewhere, that about free food at Dartmouth College. And so we, and it says, what you do, you text a number. Somebody will meet you at the back steps of some eating establishment, uh, which is within the college and all the college students eat there, they'll let you in and you'll get free food, as, eat as much as you like, which of course would trigger and I was was uh, just man of heaven. <laughs> and we hit like champions. But in the end, that nobody responded to the text. Apparently it does work because the guy contacted me later, actually. And um, uh, he, he'd been asleep when I texted, so he hadn't been able to come and meet us, and it was quite early still. But we went up to the door there, and they said, well, if you pay $8, I think 84 cents, you can go in there. And there is literally tons of food. There's a huge hall, great food as well, really well prepared, and so we just bit like champions, as you, as you do. As we were leaving town, uh, we, we with our full bellies, we... we you, you get to the top of this hill of Hanover, then you turn right, go down through the town and go down a little bit. We met Bounce, a guy we'd hiked with all or around uh, uh, several several miles back. Um, he's been in town for a few days. 
Now you do this, people, you run into people you haven't seen for a while and suddenly you see them again and uh, we just chatted for a short while and uh, we just carried on our, our climb. And there was a, a gradual 700 foot or so climb over about two miles to leave town. It was funny actually, it seemed so, so very different from Vermont. It seemed almost primeval in the forest. It was dark um, we weren't expecting great weather, I don't believe, um, and but it just looked like something so different from what we'd experienced so far. Um, so after that climb, we came down, we, we crossed the edge of a marsh on a, on a wooden boardwalk. I love these wooden boardwalks. Trigger hates them because <laughs> he calls that wet wood. Um, and because he knows he's in danger, he's fallen, fallen off twice already, so he doesn't particularly like that. And then we had a uh, first of our climbs, a fourteen or fifteen hundred foot climb up Moose Mountain South, um, and that was fine. We, you know, these things. I think Vermont, as I said to you before, prepared us pretty well for these these climbs. And this is the first of the climbs, the proper climbs in New Hampshire, and that was Moose Mountain. Then down to a Beaver Pond before the last climb of the day, up to Holt's Ledge, where there are views, but we didn't see them. <laughs> we either couldn't find them or it just it was pretty murky out and uh we just didn't see any views at all so it was a it's kind of view, relatively viewless day to be honest with you and then we descended to uh trapper john shelter and trapper john shelter is about um a 0.3 mile walk to the shelter which we would normally wouldn't like to take but there is a reason why we're doing this i'll tell you that in a moment but at the shelter there were three Soboers and they were hanging out um before moving on um and so we actually set out set up our camp at the back of the shelter and once again i did a spectacular fail on finding a level spot and was sliding around all night long trying to keep my my air pad at the top of my tent as opposed to sliding down the bottom but there were some other northbounders there who we'd met before as well um but yeah the reason we were at trappage on shelter Remember Cushy all, the, all that time ago? Well, Cushy um, has taken some time off the trail, and she's back, and she was starting again, literally, well, less than a mile down the hill from Trapajon Shelter. So we'd arranged to meet up with her and her husband, Rob, um, the next day, which would have been our, our day number 144 or Friday. Um, so that's why the plan was to get to Trapajon Shelter and then get down to meet Cushy and start hiking with her again tomorrow. So that was the end of day number 143. Day 144, Trapajon Shelter, mile 1766.5, to New Hampshire Route 25A, mile 1783.4, a 16.9 mile day. So in the morning, um, Trigger and I knew we didn't have to hurry. We were meeting Cushy at about 8 o'clock. And even though we... Uh, we knew it was about half a mile, something like that. It you know, wasn't a real issue for us. Um, we decided to uh, have breakfast and sit in the shelter and chat. <laughs> we chat away and suddenly realised it was about 10 past, quarter past seven. So <laughs> even though we got up at five, we'd be just jawing away, I guess, uh, for that period of time. And um, we started rushing around and in the end I had to send Cushy a text saying we're going to be a little bit late. Because we had the 0.3 mile climb back out of the shelter, back to the uh, trail, and then about half mile down to, uh, it, well, well, I said New, New Hampshire Route 25A. That's actually Grafton Turnpike, for people who may know the area. And event, when we got there, 10 past 8, they weren't there. 
<laughs> but they did eventually turn up uh, about uh, two or three minutes later. So we were both a little bit late. Um, and uh, there they were. It was great to see Cushy again and Rob. We had, we'd met him uh, previously as well, I think in Massachusetts when we hiked with them with Cushy for one day. Um, and Rob had bought uh, donuts, which of course is always uh, a nice thing to have. And we had a few of those. And he was looking down the road and he, and he kind of jokingly said, oh, there's our neighbours. And uh, we were two hours from where they lived, and it literally was their neighbours walking up the street. Um, their friend or the woman is having some treatment at a local hospital, where, local to where we were now, and uh, it was they were literally walking up the road at 8 o'clock in the morning towards us. It was just an amazing coincidence. So obviously Cushy wants to catch up with them and and then we headed out and we all chatted a lot when we were when we were we were hiking it was really lovely to to be back with uh, hiking with Cushy again we knew that t- today was uh there were two mountains rob was going to meet us um a little bit later on um at route 25a and then he was going to take us 10 miles ahead of ourselves to a place called Glencliff. Uh, and the Hikers Welcome Hostel, but the, there was reason for that, and I'll, I'll tell you about that in a minute. The two mountains we had to face were Smart Mountain and Mount Cube. Now, Smart Mountain is a 2,300-foot climb in two sections over about four miles, so it's not that massive, but, you know, these climbs are now getting bigger and bigger, and this is partly, you know, why I've always thought that this is such a a south to north hike you get prepared for these bigger and bigger and bigger climbs the further along you go so 2300 feet climb would have daunted us i don't know a couple of weeks ago but since we've been through vermont and now getting into new hampshire we're starting to feel our legs more and really getting up those those big climbs and we as i said there are two sections and the climbs actually are up up smart mountain we're interrupted by lambert's ridge there are great views all around there so We'd get up, you know, we'd get into nice, um, to nice flat spots and there would be these terrific views all around us. And then further on up, there's a fire tower at the top and we saw most of the big mountains coming up. You know, you could climb this fire tower and while it feels somewhat precarious going up there, when you get up there, some of the views are just so spectacular. Now, I don't remember when it happened. And remember, this is the first day <laughs> I get back with Cushy. I had full number 22. I slipped on something or other and fell on my butt, which wasn't too bad. Um, it's probably more painful than it would have been because I've lost a bit of weight. <laughs> and so my butt would have protected me before. It didn't protect me quite as much as it normally would do this time. But yeah, it wasn't a bad fall, so I, I was okay. And so from the fire tower, and actually from, from the mountain, from Smart Mountain, we could see Mount Cube ahead of us. It was, it was lower, uh, Mount Cube, but it was so much more spectacular these quartz ledges you could walk on. Um, you know, you're concerned with the, the wetness around you and so on and slipping, but I didn't slip on any of that, and it was just beautiful to walk on. So when we, we went up there, it was another good climb. You know, it wasn't as big a climb as, as, as Smart Mountain, but this was a, a day of quite considerable climbing, um, once again, getting us ready for Musalaki or Musalak coming up and Franconia Ridge and Mount Washington and all these amazing places we're going to be seeing in the next few days. Rob was at the bottom at Route 25A. He had Gatorade and beers and donuts. I mean, he's, uh, we're very, always very pleased to see Rob. He turns up with all the right stuff. And it was quite a drive to Hikers Welcome Hostel. They got, they got a little bit lost, I think. But eventually we found our way there and we got to the, the hostel. 
I stayed there last time and I really liked it there. It's kind of not chaotic, but it's kind of uh, it's cozy with a lot of things going on around it. There's this big communal area and there are bunks upstairs, but I decided instead to tent. I prefer tenting. I prefer to be in my own tent. Unfortunately, that, that night I was sleeping next to somebody who had terrible allergies and was coughing all night long. Poor fella. Um, he was apologetic the next morning, but you know, what can I, you know, what can you say? You got allergies. You got allergies. Nothing you can do. But before we finished um, day tw- uh, day one forty four, and and I actually recorded this a few days later, but I think it's appropriate to put it here. Um, I want I want you to find out what Cushy's been up to while we've been away. So here is Cushy. Okay, I'm sitting here with somebody we hiked with a long, long time ago, and then we've started hiking with again. Hey, it's Cushy. (laughs) Good to see you all again. Not even, well, see you, Mighty Blue, but to talk to you all. Yeah, it's um, been quite a while, and we we lost you around... um, um, Harper's Ferry. Harper. So what right? happened? What have you been doing? We uh, And then we hiked again together one day in New Jersey. That's right. And then I took a week off, and we were back in the same exact spot. So it That's was right. time to hike on again. And so, back in my beloved state of New Hampshire. No exa- better. Exactly. It could not be better. And, of course, Cushy is our logistician. She's working out where, how we're going to get places. And she was, she, was, she just sent me a text. I owe her $12 for a cab ride. She's organized <laughs> already for today. So... What was it like to get off for that, well, that period of time and get back with your family? So I know you were kind of, oh. before, when we when we did this, you were kind of not nervous, but you were kind of getting disconnected from the trail and getting back to your family. What was it like? I found it really difficult to balance two worlds, to balance trail life world and off trail life world. And I think towards the end of that stretch that we were hiking together, my head was just in being off trail. So mm. I was just putting my head down and barreling forward to try to meet my family we and be saw off that. trail. We yes, saw you did. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I, I did big miles over those uh, roller coasters yeah, to yeah. try to get myself in a good place. But I uh, came back to trail and I was feeling really determined and strong. I wanted some time to hike on my own and see what it was like to be on the trail as a solo hiker, which I hadn't had that experience at all right. um, because I'd been with people every single day. And that was really liberating um, and enjoyable. Why? Tell me, tell me why. And I do. And I know from yeah. my point of view, when I broke up with Trigger just for four days, yeah, it's just a different vibe, isn't it? A different it is. Feel. It is. You know, I think when you get to camp and you meet people every single night, and you're talking to people, different people every yeah, night sure. than just your trail community, um, that your trail family that you're normally hiking with. I think it's just a different feeling. But I also wanted to rely on myself and to do the miles that I wanted to do. Um, as you know, I started really picking up pace at that point. I didn't take a single zero in mm. Pennsylvania. I just really wanted to get through it and work hard. And my mileage has really started to increase as a result. And um, because I wasn't working with a trail family to, you know, make the compromises that we all make, sure. you know, for Absolutely. the good of the group, which is is a really fun thing to do as well. So it was really nice for me to have that time to do what I felt like my body wanted to do and to push it to its levels. Sure. And, and I would say, you know, you were very accommodating to me and my ridiculous requirement to watch the uh, last round of all the, all the golf. You know, you worked out how, how we could do that. But I've got to tell everybody now, she's trying to get us to do 21 miles in, over the Wildcats. Is it Wildcats? And- it's the Wildcat Carter Traverse. It's you our think last it's do- you stretch You think it's doable, the- don't you? I think it will be very difficult, but I think we would all be exceptionally proud of ourselves, and I think we would take a zero after that. Okay, well let's uh, let's think about that. <laughs> so so now you, so now we're hiking together. Do you feel you've scratched the itch that you needed to hike by yourself for a while? 
Yes, definitely to hike by myself. I'll see what my pacing feels like. If you know, we're through the we're we're in the whites. We're all doing the same thing because there's only so much you can do sure. in the whites. And then afterwards, I think we all see where our legs are. And if I'm back to wanting to do bigger miles, then maybe that's the way it is. I'm also getting, as you know, the feel that I want. I'm ready for this to be done. You know? <laughs> so not only did I have that four days off from my daughter's graduation, I just took a week off to have family vacation and vacation sure. with friends. And um, I can just tell that this is a lot for my husband to be doing alone at home without me. And I'm ready to be back and be part of the family. It is one of the discussions we've had, and Trigger's felt similarly, that mm-hmm. you know, you're know you in this situation probably longer than most people want to be. Although, yeah. you know, obviously less than some people want to be. Mm-hmm. But you're in this situation where it takes much more out of you as a couple than you might think before yes. you get into it. And I don't want to push him past his boundaries. You and I talked at dinner last night that I felt like this was... A life goal that I have, but it's an incredibly selfish <laughs> life goal. It is. You know, yeah. this is all about me. I'm taking six months, and it's all about me. Mm. And I totally recognize that, and it's totally atypical for who I have been the last 30 years sure. in this relationship and marriage and parenting and, and such. So it's starting to feel a little bit overindulgent, and I'm I'm at the point where I'm ready to start wrapping it up. It is self-indulgent, but you think it's starting to feel overindulgent. That's it interesting. is. I wonder, I wonder how many other people listen to this, and, I'm, and we know a couple of thousand listen to it generally, um, how other people think about that, because I don't think anybody realizes the impact it does have on you. And you and the people around you Mm -hmm. as well, because it's not just you, is it? It's not. I'm part of a team here on the trail, but I'm also part of a team at home. That's right. And that team has been supporting me unconditionally. But you also know when you're pushing your boundaries. You know when, when, and and nobody has asked me to come home. Nobody, everybody is continuing to be so supportive. I'm just feeling in my own heart of hearts that it's time for me to get back on the train at home and and I think probably being home and seeing what was there and missing my family and missing my friends and um, also gave me that motivation that I love home and I love where I am and I'm really fortunate to return to a place that I'm so happy to return to and it made me excited to be home again. I'm sure it did, yeah. And, and funny enough, I wonder whether Rob has reached the stage that my wife uh, reached five years ago when she said to me, and because this is a clean show, I'll bleep it, um, I am so over this bleeping hike. <laughs> <laughs> so he may not have said it, but he may well be thinking it. He, I don't think he'll say it while I'm on the trail, but I'll be curious three months out if he admits it at that point. I He probably is. Yeah, he I'm probably sure. is, but he has been... Um, self-restrained enough to not say that to me (laughs) i don't think he wants to put external pressure on me but uh i think we're both i'm i'm bleeping over it too but not in the way that i'm but you still you still want that moment oh i'm so determined but i think what it means is that i just want to push myself to get it done sooner than later okay Um, well we're we're delighted that we're we're hiking with you again because we now can relax and not worry about what we're going to be doing in the future (laughs) because you tell us every day (laughs) We have figured out how to slack pack through the entire state of New Hampshire if we figure if we want to. It's not too so bad, is it? It's, it's, too bad. Uh, it's the cushy way. Yeah, it is a cushy way. Well, love you, love you, talk to you, and I'm so glad you're back. Thanks, thanks for having me. Cheers. Day 145, Kinsman Notch, mile 1802.6, southbound to New Hampshire Route 25, mile 1793.1. Just a nine and a half mile day. What on earth are you doing going southbound? Some of you are thinking. And why did you miss 10 miles? Well, it was a sunny day. And one thing I really want to do 
is make sure I go through some of these spectacular places in decent weather. And Cushy came up with a plan, as she often does. Um, so what we decided to do was postpone the 9 or 10 miles that we still had to fill in from Route 25C, I think it was, back to 25A, which is or 25, which is Glencliff and, and, and the Hikers Welcome Hostel. We knew we had to fill that in, and that was fine. But we decided, because the weather was so lovely, it was so sunny, and the forecast was for rain on the Sunday the next day, we decided to climb Musalak. I keep getting the name wrong. I keep saying Musalaki. I believe it's Musalak. And, um, and it's one of those things that sticks in your mind. I, I've always, I've said recently to Trigger, you know, he's, we've enjoyed hiking with each other now for, I don't know, 12, 1300 miles. And I said, your highlight reel has not been written yet. Your highlight reel is going to be New Hampshire and Southern Maine and obviously Katahdin and 100 mile wilderness and all those things. And Musilaki is really the beginning of the big mountains in the whites. And it alone is its own highlight. And we were going to do it north to south. And there is a reason for this. And, and, and I don't know whether you agree with me or you don't agree with me. And frankly, that's okay. Um, it's a long uphill going quite relatively gentle to start with, but going up and up and up to Moose Lark. But then the downhill, if we'd gone south to north, you pass a waterfall for a lot of that hike. And really, you know, it's dangerous. Uh, for me, it's dangerous anyway, and incredibly steep, incredibly wet often. And I just think the climb up allows you to get better footing, allows you to be safer. And so, you know, many of it, or not many of it, a number of us were doing, um, going from north to south. And as I say, I did it in 2014. I was never unhappy with that, that choice. It's about a four mile climb and it's still a 3,000 foot climb. You know, these numbers are getting bigger and bigger. But as I said, said to you before, we're getting less and less daunted because we know we can do this. There's still not a mountain that we can't get over. And I'm, I'm happy about that. So the kind of the tradition for doing north to south, you, we got a shuttle from Glencliff to Kinsman Notch by, by the shuttle. And we, when we were there, we had two trail magics. You can't beat that, can you? Now, Cushy um, has got friends, Gail and David, and we knew that they were going to be at Kinsman Notch, so we knew we were going to have breakfast there. Egg, bacon, potatoes. I mean, how bad can that be, eh? I mean, it's fantastic. And uh, and a couple of Gatorades, happy, happy days as far as I was concerned. Um, and then we – so we had that. Um, we, we hung around with them for, I don't know, three quarters of an hour, something like that, maybe even an hour. And then we saw another couple setting up on the other side of the road. I thought, well, silly not to. So we went across there, and they saw that eggs and eggs and bacon were being made. Um, so they they were, their approach was different. They were making PBJs, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, or a New Hampshire specialty, apparently a fluffernutter. A fluffernutter is a combination of marshmallow and peanut butter, and it is just as revolting as it sounds. I love peanut butter. I'm okay on marshmallow, but together, oh, because. What they did, they made us up this this sandwich to take with us on the trip, and it was a really warm day, a hot a hot day in fact. And <laughs> the marshmallow was a bit manky by the time I ate it later on, but you know it was so nice of them to do it, and they were just such lovely people. So we were chatting with them as well for a while. 
we hiked up past uh, a waterfall for about a mile. Sometimes you, you find yourself pulling at the roots, pulling at the roots uh, uh, to pull yourself up um, a, a, a climb. But you know what? I love that. I love that sort of climbing. We were um, very, very steep quite wet off in the rocks and you look for grips at the side and sometimes there's there's a root hanging out or there's a tree that you can access and you can really pull yourself up by these trees you have to test obviously not to bloody pull them out but it was just magnificent climbing and i really thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing and eventually we did the thing that i i remember back in uh, 2014 i got so excited about we got above tree line you know this this is the the alpine level and um, it's, it's almost impossible to describe it to you. You can see some of the photos on Instagram and stuff like that. But really, getting above tree line is as good as it gets. It's like you're walking on the moon almost. And for Trigger, it was the first time. And I was just pleased that I was still pleased to see it, if you know what I mean. Because it was something that I'd had in my mind that I might be disappointed because I knew what to expect. But man, it was good. I, I really enjoyed it. And at the top, there were carried on... There, there, what they say to you, stay to the path, and the path was full of rocks, so that's fair enough. So we stayed on the path, and then you get higher and higher, and eventually there's this huge pile of rocks where the sign for Mount Musalak is at the top. It was windy, but it was sunny, and uh, we, we thoroughly enjoyed it up there. Um, there were a lot of people up there as well. This is very much a, a day hike. God knows how people do on a day hike if they haven't got their legs, but uh, it, was ju- it was just so exhilarating. It really was. And we got out of the wind, and and we lunched um, just down below a couple of the rocks at the top. So the, the, we had the sun on us, but no wind. So we love that. So we had to climb down. It was a long damn way, I tell you. And, and it, I mean, it was, it was okay. It wasn't dangerous or anything like that. But I did make one stupid error. I think when you, you have a, a, a climb down, which isn't difficult, you sometimes relax a bit too much. And I definitely did. And... Hiking with Cushy again, by the way. <laughs> I fell again, and this time I hurt my shoulder. It wasn't too bad, uh, that one. Uh, and so I called out, you know, I went down, and I re- realised I wasn't dead. I uh, realised nothing was broken, and I called out, fall number 23. So that was 23 falls I had now. Further down, something kind of strange happened. I was going down, um, and I often do this. I stand firmly on a rock, and I almost fall towards a tree to hold on to it and uh, then leverage you know let leverage my body down by holding on to that tree this time I was wearing my glasses no I, th- I think I wasn't wearing my glasses at the time I I went towards fall off towards the tree but my whole perspective was totally out it was way further than I thought <laughs> and I missed it and I slipped and and my, uh, my, I actually got hold of the tree, but my, my legs fell and I, I got crashed both shins into the tree. Man, it hurt. And Cushy actually thought I'd passed out and, um, and I just fainted or something. I hadn't, I'd deliberately fallen, but it was a bit further than I was expecting it to be. But that doesn't count as a fall because I didn't actually fall on my, on my butt or anything like that or on all fours. I just banged my, my shins. <clears throat> so we got to the, the bottom, it was a hot, sticky, and kind of boring down, to be honest with you. When you're in the forest and there's no wind blowing and you know it's warm, oh, the, the warmth in there is just, just too much sometimes. But we then headed back up the road, back to Glencliff, and man, what a day it had been. 
I just so enjoyed that day. And Musalak just opened up for me all those memories of what happened last time. And, you know, and I know what's coming. It's just going to be spectacular. So that's the end of day number 145. So as far as I'm concerned, we've hit the first bits of our soon-to-be highlight reel. Musala is so darn spectacular that you think that nothing could top it, but you'd be wrong. Um, but you realise you're in a serious place and you need to be on top of your game if you're going to come through this unscathed. It isn't easy, there's no question about that, but it is fabulous. This is what you came for, and now I know it's all in front of me, and I'm looking forward to equally wonderful times in the next few days. So much so that, in fact, this is a, this episode was a three-day episode, and the next episode is also a three-day three day episode. So watch out for it, it, our next show, which is going to be released tomorrow, which is Wednesday, I believe, um, and it continues our journey in the White Mountains. I'll see you next time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.